What's up, you guys? You're listening to the podcast. It's all about balance with me, Hillary Downey. On this show, I'll teach you how to ditch fad dieting once and for all so you can quit gaining and losing the same weight over and over again. Or get extreme diets that deprive you and don't work. With macro counting, you can learn how to lose weight eating the food you love. Pizza, cookies, and wine, it's all on the table. But we don't just talk about diet around here. We'll cover fitness, mindset, lifestyle habits, all of the important topics I had to address in my own 100-pound weight loss journey that you'll need to reach your goals as well. You deserve to look and feel your best, and I'm so excited to walk beside you and show you how. It's time to unlearn what you've been taught about weight loss and discover that it's truly all about balance. So let's go. All right, you guys, today's episode is a quick fire episode, I am talking to you about my best tips for eating out in a weight loss season. This has been highly requested. I get so many messages on Instagram, TikTok comments now that I'm showing up on TikTok more like, how do you do this? How do you eat out and lose weight? It feels impossible. And so I'm just honestly going to rapid fire off tips. There's not a ton of structure around this episode. I am digging into my arsenal of tips, tools, tricks that I used in my 100-pound weight loss journey and that I also have shared with our clients over the years that have had incredible success in their own weight loss journey counting macros. So the beauty of macro counting is that you can eat out. I am a foodie. I freaking love eating out. I love the whole experience. I love the fact that it's foods that I don't get to always have like at home. I also love the experience of not having to do (laughs) dishes, right? Like Yep, um, busy mom, I am all for, yeah, y'all, we'll just come to you, you serve us, you do the dishes, love that. I also just love, to me, eating out is very much like an experience, some of my best memories are going out to eat before a football game, or celebrating an anniversary, or whatever, I just, I love the experience of eating out, I always have, and it was one of those things that as I was beginning my 100 pound weight loss journey, I remember thinking if I can't eat out like this isn't gonna work (laughs) like I like I saw diets where it was like you can have a cheat meal which I hate that wording but you can have a cheat meal like once every three months and I'm just like oh my gosh so what what do you do like you have to say no all the time like I just cannot imagine that might work for some people there are some people who are perfectly fine to never eat out but that was just not gonna work for me I enjoy eating out too much. It's something that my family and my friends do. And I didn't want to feel like I was missing out on life experiences and memories being made because of my diet. So it was a huge bonus points for me to be able to know that with macro counting, I could fit in eating out, that there was that flexibility to know that if I traveled, I could find something to make it work. But I also had to learn things along the way. It's not always cut and dry when it comes to eating out. So the good news is that yes, you can eat out and lose weight, but there are some things that 
you need to think about. There are some lessons that I learned, some tips that I have, and I want to share those with you now. So my first tip is the one that I think you'll hear everyone say, and that is to look at the menu ahead of time. It seems so like redundant to say that because it's just like my automatic answer when someone's like, how do you handle eating out? I'm like, look at the menu ahead of time. Okay, here is the thing. If you guys have ever been in this situation, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. You go out to eat, you haven't had a chance to look at the menu, you sit down and the waiter is like, okay, are you ready to order? And you're that person who's like, oh my gosh, no, I'm not ready. I have no idea. Ah, you know, and you might impulsively order something that does not align with your goals or, you know, you just haven't had the chance to really think about if that is what you want to eat or if it fits into your macros. Because again, we're talking about a weight loss goal season here. Eating out can happen, but you still have to make sure that these things are fitting into your day, into your macros in order to stay in that calorie deficit and see the weight loss results that you want. So one huge component that we focus on and teach to the women in our programs is the idea of being proactive instead of reactive, right? Reactive is just spitting out something that you see on the menu because the waiter is you know, pressuring you to hurry up and order and all eyes are on you and all of that, right? Proactive is I looked at my options ahead of time. I know what they are and I have a game plan. So I know that this doesn't always work out. Sometimes eating out's a little more impromptu, but nowadays, most of the time, you can find every menu online. Like everybody has a Facebook page, they have a menu, or they have, you know, a Google, Yelp, or whatever it might be, where you can even see pictures and reviews of food. So, We definitely have to take advantage of the world that we live in now, which is this technologically advanced, everything is everywhere and accessible to us at all times. And look at the menu. 10 years ago, when I started my journey, this was still a little like dicey, like you could Google most things, but you still might not always find it, especially little, you know, mom and pop places that weren't your chains, big chains. But nowadays, you can absolutely do this. So a quick Google search on your phone to look at the menu ahead of time. Now, you might not always have the nutrition facts information. We're going to talk about this at the end of this episode. It's my final tip. What do you do whenever you don't have the nutrition facts, right? So chain restaurants typically always have a nutrition facts menu. You can Google the name of the restaurant plus the word nutrition facts or nutrition menu, and it will almost always pop up. But this doesn't always happen if you're somebody who, like me, I don't do a lot of chain restaurants. So stick around for the end of the episode. I will tell you exactly how you can handle this. Okay, tip number two is to order a lean protein option. So this is like my number one when I am looking at a menu. The first thing that I am looking for is which of these options is a leaner protein. And that is because A, I'm always going to be focused on making sure that I hit that protein goal. But there is a very big difference between a grilled chicken breast and some fried chicken tenders. Okay, we went from this maybe 
200 calorie thing to this 600 calorie thing real fast. So your leaner protein options, typically things like grilled chicken breast or sauteed. Also fish is always a good one. White fish, leaner cuts of steak or beef. Also things like shrimp is usually a good lean protein option. The big thing to stay away from is obviously fried, but you don't always know exactly how it was prepared. It might have been prepared in, you know, oil, even if it is sauteed, but do the best that you can when it comes to this. That leaner protein option is going to be really helpful in saving on calories. And just a little like pro tip bonus that I'm going to throw in here is if it's something that has a sauce on it, ask if you can get the sauce on the side. So I know that there's, I think it's at Chili's, there's like this like chicken breast that you can get. And it's like a honey glaze something. I can't remember. Honey chili lime. I can't even remember. But it typically comes already on the chicken breast. And so it is just covered in this high sugar, high calorie honey sauce. And the chicken breast itself is this great lean protein option. But then we just added like several hundred calories when we added the honey sauce, right? So ask for it on the side and you can still use it. You can dip your fork or you can put some of it on there, but you can have better portion control. This goes well with things like sauces and just asking for it on the side. My next tip is to ask for toppings on the side. So this is really good for salads. Honestly, salads, I love a good big volume salad when out to eat. It's nice and filling. You can usually get a lean protein option, But you can take a salad from like being around 300 calories to literally 700, 800, even a thousand calories just from the toppings alone. Like seriously, toppings that come on salad usually are not your lower calorie things. We're talking things like nuts, dressings, dried fruits, cheeses. Okay, bacon bits, like these things really, croutons, I mean, the list goes on and on. These things add hundreds of calories to your meal and take it from being this really great macro-friendly option to an absolute calorie bomb where you may as well have just ordered the (laughs) sandwich and fries, seriously. So a workaround for this, because I love getting a salad when I'm out, is ask for the toppings on the side and compile it yourself. You know, you don't have to have all of the things because, you know, I'm thinking about this one salad that I love. It has, let's see, it's like got goat cheese, dried cranberries, candied pecans, avocado, and then it's got a dressing. Okay, we're talking five items that are all like hundreds of calories. So I don't need all of them, or I don't need all of them in the portion that they come. So if I get it on the side, I can sprinkle it on myself. I can use even half. I mean, think about it. Even if you're using half of all of that, you've cut the calories in half. So you can really make this more your own and have better control over the portions versus if it's all dumped on there, it's a little harder to undo, right? So don't be afraid to advocate for yourself and ask for things on the side. This is a huge tip when it comes to salads that makes a huge difference. 
All right. My next tip is don't drink your calories. And I know this is not as popular of a tip with my ladies who love to have a glass of wine um, or that margarita with the Mexican food. Save that for a flex meal or make sure that you've accounted for that. You can absolutely still have it, you know, on a day where you're not necessarily flexing and going over your macros. But Typically, those things are going to be several hundred calories, and we want to make sure that we have accounted for them into our macros. So you might need to use calorie cycling in order to make those work. But this is just such a simple way to just cut out a chunk of calories when you're eating out. This could also be sodas, teas, things like that. So just stick to water. This does allow you a little more room to be able to eat more food and get your calories from food. The thing with drinks is that they're usually empty calories, meaning you're not going to actually feel full from them, but you will still have consumed those several hundred calories, they still count. So think about that cutting back on, you know, drinking sodas, teas, alcoholic beverages as a way to save yourself some calories when you go out to eat, just save those things for special occasions and not necessarily every single time. All right, my next tip is to order off the kids menu. This is one that I'll never forget doing a presentation for my nutrition degree. This is like my very first semester and we were learning about how portion sizes have changed since like the 1950s and like the size of a burger and fries and a, you know, Coke back then compared to the portion size you get now and it's like three and four times the size. It is something to consider is the portion sizes at restaurants for entrees are huge. Oftentimes, especially if you're getting things like pasta or burgers, these portions are oftentimes a thousand calories in one meal. And if you're looking at your calorie goal for the day, that can sometimes be half or more than half of your day in this one meal. So I am a huge fan. If you can, if they allow for you to order off the kids menu, you still get to maybe have that burger and fries that you're wanting to have, but you are able to have a smaller portion and that is going to save you hundreds of calories. My next tip is to split things. So mom and I do this often. We will split an appetizer and split an entree. So this allows us to get those fun foods that we really want, the meal that we're really going to enjoy the most, but not overdo it because again, portion sizes are insane. So this kind of gives you that best of both worlds. You're still eating the portion size that is appropriate, but you're still getting to also have those fun foods. So split things when you can. If you're with your partner or even kids, sometimes will do this with you, your friends, whatever. See if you can split the entrees and the appetizers. And piggybacking off of that, my next tip is to take it home. And this is something that when I look back at my 100 pound weight loss journey, I added this habit in and I really think it made such a huge difference for me. So instead of feeling like I had to eat the whole meal and having sort of this scarcity mindset around like, I don't know when I'll you know get to eat out again, which is hilarious because we ate out often. Um, <laughs> I don't know where that scarcity came from or just feeling like I might not get to have that thing, you know, again in a long time or whatever it might be, just sort of this little scarcity mindset 
mindset that would cause me to, looking back, it would cause me to eat everything on my plate, to clear my plate because I had that mindset. And I really changed how I approached this with, I can take this home and I can enjoy it later, like even better, right? And I know this doesn't work for all things. Some things don't reheat as well, but keeping in mind that you don't have to have scarcity mindset around it and finish your plate. You can stop when you are full. You can box it up and you can take it home with you. My next tip is to set your fork down between bites. So this is really just the idea of like slow the heck down. And this is something I am kind of a slow eater, But whenever I'm eating out, I feel a little bit like, oh my gosh, you know, I kind of need to hurry, especially if I'm with other people. I don't want to be, you know, taking too long. And so I tended to before at the start of my weight loss journey, just kind of like inhale my food and not even really enjoy it because I ate it so fast. And so one thing I started doing was know that I could take it home. And so I did not have to clear my plate. But this really was helpful for me to just set my fork down between bites. You know, I would oftentimes get to the end of a meal kind of early on and I would feel so stuffed. You know, this feeling where you get to the end of the meal and you're so stuffed, you feel miserable. And if I had stopped and set my fork down and checked in with myself and asked myself, like, am I full? Do I need to keep eating? Then I would have not gotten to that point of feeling sick, basically. But when I added this in and I started setting my fork down, I was able to really tap into listening to my hunger, listening to my fullness and those cues and and stop myself before I got to that point. So give yourself time, take your time. And remember, you can always take it home with you. All right, my next tip is to reduce how often you eat out. And this is not a favorite from anyone either, but it needs to be heard that if you are somebody who eats out quite a bit, you know, and you find that you're just not seeing the progress that you want, you might need to set a boundary around how often you eat out. So let's say you eat out three times a week. I suggest cutting it down to two times a week. Don't have to cut down too much. Just cut down to two times a week and see if that eliminating that one does not help you move along in your progress. This has definitely happened to me plenty of times. The reason that this can be helpful is the fact of the matter is you don't know exactly how your food is being prepared and how many calories you're consuming. As I'm about to share in my final tip, you can always do your best guessing and that is definitely the right thing to do, but you still do not know with 100% certainty if you are not the one, you know, measuring these things out or how it is being prepared exactly how many calories you are consuming. And plenty of research shows that we are consuming more calories than we believe to be when we are eating out. And so just understanding that by reducing uh, the amount of times that you are possibly going over those calories It's just going to be helpful. It's going to cut those calories down a bit and setting that boundary of reducing how often you're eating out can 
literally change the game if you're somebody who does this often. So have a little truth talk with yourself, maybe with your loved ones, if, if you've got friends or a significant other that likes eating out too, and, and get some boundaries set there where you are making sure that if weight loss is your goal, that you are prioritizing it and that you have a balance there where you can still enjoy eating out, but you have it in check to a point where you are also prioritizing those results that you want to see. All right, my final tip for eating out in a weight loss season is to log it. And we've got a little bit to unpack with this one as I round this episode out because women tell me all the time that this is the most stressful part of eating out for them is the logging it. And I just see so often that women overthink this. They tend to get so caught up in you know, what I just talked about in the last one, which is like, well, if I don't know how many calories it is, then why even bother? And here's why you should bother with logging it no matter what. It is still a form of accountability and it is still going to create some awareness. No, you might not have any idea how that was prepared. Every Mexican restaurant is going to prepare their fajitas with a different amount of oil, okay? Guess what? It's okay. If you still have some understanding for how many calories those meals are, it is still going to be beneficial. And it is also going to allow you to stay accountable to your goals. When you look at the looking at the menu ahead of time, the best thing that you can do for yourself is to start inputting in the options that you want to have and check and see if they fit with your macros for the day. I mean, again, remember our goal with macro counting is to hit our macro targets. So trying to choose the options that are going to allow us to hit those macros is really important. Now, what pops up here is that a lot of women are like myself, you don't eat out at a lot of chain restaurants, you don't always know. Guys, just use a generic food entry, okay? (laughs) So let's say you are having fettuccine alfredo, okay? That's what what you want to have when you go out to eat, but you're going to a local restaurant. It does not have nutrition facts. I promise you that the nutrition facts for the Olive Garden fettuccine alfredo are going to be pretty dang similar, okay? Just do the best you can. Use generic food log entries. Yes, you don't have exact portion sizes. You do not need to bring a food scale. This is a great time to create awareness around eyeballing things, guesstimating with things, because you're not always going to log your food. You're not always going to use a food scale, right? You're going to eventually be in a maintenance mode one day where you're going to need to depend on eyeballing. So use eating out as an opportunity to test these things out and practice these things. So Use generic food log entries, use things from chain restaurants. If using like just a generic is stressing you out because there's 10 different options at very different calorie levels, find something at a chain restaurant that is close enough to what you are having and just log it. And the last thing here is I am a huge fan of, and I've shared this on social media. In fact, I have a post where I show myself doing this. Go back and log the day that you ate out and do your best guessing. 
Again, this is going to keep you in the habit of logging your food instead of just like shutting off. It's going to create some awareness that is going to help you truly see how many calories you are eating. And here's the thing. If you are not seeing weight loss progress, then the next thing that you have to do is start asking yourself, okay, well, obviously I'm eating more calories than I need to be in order to see progress. So, you know, how many calories do I need to cut down? So how many calories have I been eating? And if you're skipping every time you go out to eat, you have no idea. So some bit of awareness, even if it's not 100% accurate, is going to give you data to work with in order to make those adjustments, whether you're at a plateau or you're just not seeing the progress you want, you need to be able to make adjustments that are based on science. And the only way to do that is if you log it. So I'm a huge fan of do not skip logging or if you don't do it in the moment, take a few pictures or take a few videos. And that way you can go back the next day, you can try and guesstimate the portion sizes and get that information into your food log. Create awareness because this is for life. And once you have logged that brunch that has champagne and croissants and all the things, once you've done that and you have created some awareness for like, oh, okay, that was a 1000 calorie morning, then you're going to remember that forever. You're going to have that knowledge forever. Macro counting is meant to teach you about your food so that you can have success for the long term. So it's a tool to learn. And you can't learn if you're pulling the wool over your eyes and you're not looking at how many calories are in these meals. So stop worrying about perfection. You're never going to know 100%. Even cooking at home, you don't have it 100%. So don't stress about that. Just log it the best you can. Go back and log it, even if it's a few days later, and gain that awareness, have that data, have that understanding. So it was helpful. If it was, please hit me up on social. Let me know which of these tips you are going to try. And I hope that you guys have a wonderful rest of your day. I will see you guys in the next episode. Bye. Thanks for hanging out with me today. I hope you enjoyed this episode of It's All About Balance. And if you did enjoy today's show, make sure that you're subscribed so that you never miss a new episode. If you have not already, please connect with me on social media. I absolutely love meeting you guys and getting to know you. I will drop the links to my social in the show notes as well as our website. And I will see you guys next time. 